0: The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God our Father we thank you once again for the birth of your son our Savior Jesus Christ. As we celebrate his birth we give you thanks for his love and his continued grace and mercy upon us. We ask God your blessing upon our worship this night we pray, O oh God, that your Holy Spirit will continue to lead us and to guide us and direct us in all of that we do to the fulfilling of your will and your purpose for our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Lord be with with you. Let us pray. God our Father, on this night your Son Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary for us and for our salvation. Bless this manger which we have prepared to celebrate that holy birth. May all who see it be strengthened in faith and receive the fullness of life he came to bring, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son born of a woman, Born under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. Alleluia. Alleluia. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Alleluia. Alleluia. Blessed Lord and Father, we have assembled in your name and in fellowship with one another. Enable us, by your grace, to offer the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, to proclaim and respond to your holy word. Teach us to pray for your world and your church, grant that we, confessing our sins, may worthily offer to you our souls and bodies as a living sacrifice, and eat and drink of your spiritual food in this holy sacrament. Amen. With you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, you make us glad by the yearly festival of the birth of your only Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that we who joyfully receive him as our Redeemer. May with sure confidence behold him when he comes to be our judge who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
1: A reading from the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder.
2: A reading from the letter of Paul to Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impropriety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled upright and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. The word of the Lord. Thank you.
3: Of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke, the second chapter, beginning at the first verse. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. The Gospel of Christ. I speak to you now in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Some words from Luke chapter two and verse seven. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The story of the birth of Christ is always one that never ceases to amaze me. It amazes me the great length that God would go through to secure the birth of the savior of the world. The fact that God would choose someone as unassuming as Mary to bear the redeemer of mankind is astounding. Or the fact that despite the thousands of babies that must have been born around that time, and yet somehow the foretelling of Jesus' birth would eventually become on, would, be, would come on Herod's radar. And there was no such thing as electricity, let alone social media or telecommunication, and so that is fascinating to me. What I also find interesting is the fact that Even the angels in the heavens above sang the praises of the birth of this Savior. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on birth. And yet, years later, people would find it difficult to believe that this man was the Messiah. I am amazed that Angels would visit both Mary and Joseph to convince them of this prophecy, of this miracle that was about to take place. And then when the time came for her to deliver, there was no room at the inn. My sisters and brothers, the very concept of the Messiah, the Redeemer, the Prince of Peace, the Savior of the entire world, being born under these suspect conditions and in the quiet of the night should be enough to leave all of us mesmerized. This same child would one day be the king of kings and the lord of lords, and yet we are told that he is wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. We read the story of his birth, with the context, with the understanding that this man will one day hang upon the cross to die for you, to die for us, fulfilling years and centuries of prophecy. And yet, this is how he started out. This should be something that causes amazement for all of us. My sisters and brothers, the Christmas story is nothing short of a miracle. But when we look at the Christmas story, upon closer examination, we come to realize that there is a polarity that is represented. And in other words, the Christmas story highlights two kinds of people. And I like to call them the in crowd and the stable few. You see, the in crowd were those who informed Joseph and Mary that there was no room for them. The in-crowd were in the lobby. They were drinking and carousing, as was the custom of the day. They were socializing, but they could not make room for just two more. These were the folk that were indifferent to the suffering that was before them. They saw the expectant mother. They saw the young father. They saw that they must have been weary and worn and tired from traveling some 80 miles, walking and in some cases on the back of a donkey, and yet they could not find it in their hearts to give them a spot even on the floor of the lobby. The in crowd were indifferent to the suffering, indifferent to the fact that this young couple could represent those who are disenfranchised, represent those who are marginalized, and the overlooked individuals in our society. The in crowd, they were numb to compassion. They simply said that there is no room for you, just as there was no room in their hearts for even a modicum of consideration. But on the other end, we have the stable few. The stable few were unlikely. They were unwanted. They were those who were not considered Mary and Joseph. The stable was the home for the animals, the beasts of burdens. And interestingly, the animals never kicked up a fuss. They did not buck, and they did not bite, and they did not neigh and chase this young couple out. The animals in the stable welcomed them without judgment and reservation, and despite it not being their place, they allowed this young couple to stay in their presence. The stable few, my sisters and brothers, are Mary and Joseph, and while there was not room among the in crowd, There sure was a lot of space for the stable few. Mary and Joseph, they represent those among us that are often overlooked, those that are not considered good enough, smart enough, or good-looking enough, or wealthy enough, or those who have too much problems, the, the handfuls. And yet, It was with the stable few, in swaddling clothes, that the Savior of the world was born. But my sisters and brothers, the most amazing thing about the Christmas story was that God chose the stable few. And I intentionally say God chose because while the baby Jesus did not have a say, you cannot convince me that God would direct and redirect Joseph and Mary just for them to be homeless. I do not believe that God aligned all of those things to take place, some prophetic and some circumstantial to protect this child just to abandon them and allow the in crowd to put them in the stable. It almost seems deliberate that God chose the stable. God chose the low situation among the overlooked and with the outcast for the Son of Man to be revealed. And so my question is this. My sisters and brothers, are you with the in crowd or the stable few? You see, for the worldly, the inn crowd appeared to be the place to be. The inn was lively. It was filled with people, filled with camaraderie, filled with food and and shelter. That was security for them, but it appears that there were two things missing from the inn crowd, and that was love and God. It was not in the safety and the security of the inn that Jesus was born but it was with the stable few. It was in the stable, my family, where the presence of God was. Sometimes in life, we prefer to be with the in crowd because it looks better and it feels better and it is more comfortable for us, but looks can be deceiving. The in crowd is often shallow and superficial. The in crowd is often materialistic and the worldly, the, the stable few may not appear as luxurious as the inn, but it is with the stable few that the presence and the manifestation of God is seen. In other words, my sisters and brothers, on our Christian journeys, it may be tempting for us to want to look like everyone else— It may be tempting for us to want to be like everyone else and take comfort and safety and security in the world and the things of the world. But the Christmas story is a constant reminder that it is in the unlikely that God shows up. It is in the unlikely people, it is in the unlikely circumstances and at the unlikely times that God appears. It is among the stable few that the presence of God is revealed. The scene inside the stable was a sight to behold. The Christ child wrapped in swaddling clothes, torn pieces of cloth. This, my family, serves as a reminder to us that we do not have to be perfect to be a part of that stable few. It was to the torn and to the broken that Jesus came. The stable few that Christ came to are those who have experienced some stuff in life who have had some difficult days and may live with some leftover feelings and emotions of some things that have happened and you cannot seem to get beyond it. Those are the folks that Jesus came for. That, my family, is the gift of Christmas. Luke chapter 5, verses 31 to 32 remind us that Jesus says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. He says, I have not, called to come, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In other words, Jesus was never a part of the in crowd, but he was down for the stable few. God incarnate, Jesus, our Emmanuel, the Christ child, chose the stable few, the unlikely, the backsliders, the cussers, the ones with the short temper and the impatient. And his life was a witness to this. He healed the sick. He fed the hungry. He mixed with the tax collectors and the outcasts. In short, Jesus was not a man of glitz and glamour, but a man of compassion, of empathy, of healing, and of restoration. This Christmas season, as we reflect on all of the things that Christmas means to us, we tend to often highlight all of the good things that life has to offer. We adorn our homes with all of the decorations, we cook all of the lavish foods, the peas and rice, the macaroni, the turkey, the ham, the stuffing, the ribs, the fish, and cakes, and then you put your plate aside for deacon and father. <laughs> Amen. That's it. We, we, we spend and to show appreciation to those that we love. We show off all the good that life has to offer, and don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with enjoying the Christmas season. But while we enjoy the good that life has, let us remember the best thing that life has offered, and that is Jesus Christ. Let us remember that this Jesus Christ represents and came for and chose the stable few. As Christians, our challenge is to always choose to then be a part of that stable few. You see, the stable few are not always the easiest to love or to deal with. But my sisters and brothers, we are not always the easiest to love and to deal with. So it sounds like we might be a part of that stable few. The stable few are often the backsliders, but we often backslide. The stable few are often the ones with the issues and the problems. But we all have issues and we all have problems. But the stable few are also the ones who recognize that they are in need of Jesus. The stable few are the ones that recognize their own brokenness and their need for healing. And as such, they remain in the presence of Christ. The in crowd are the dangerous set. They are plagued by self-righteousness and self-sufficiency. In other words, there is no room for anything, no room for correction, no room for forgiveness, no room for understanding, no room for a second chance, no room for God to deal with them and to move and operate in unexpected and miraculous ways. There's no room at the inn. And my family, the thing with the stable few is that you do not have to stay in your brokenness. You don't always stay outcast and overlooked. The stable is just a waiting room. The in crowd will make you think that you are overlooked, but we are always in the sight of God. The in crowd will make you think that you are cast out, but God has designed you to stand out. The in-crowd will make you think that you are worthless, but it was the stable few who were the worthiest. The in-crowd looks down on people. They look down on the stable few, but the stable few look up to God at all times. Psalm 121 verses 1 to 3 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. My family, when we make our call and election sure, the stable few, we have the confidence That God will reward our faithfulness, our obedience, our diligence, our willingness to stand out. Being a part of the stable few means that we may have to mix with some people that are not like us. It means that we must remember we may be just like them. We don't want to mix with them, but there are someone out there who don't want to mix with you. It means that we must remember that we are all sinners in need of grace. Being a part of the stable few means that we must stand out, that we have to stand up. Being a part of the stable few means that our circumstances won't always look glamorous on the outside, but remembering that God is working on the inside. Being a part of the stable few means recognizing our own brokenness, but also recognizing and remembering that it is Jesus Christ who is in our midst and in the midst of our brokenness. And it is with the stable few that God chose for him to be. My sisters and brothers, may you have a merry and spirit-filled Christmas. Amen.
0: Let us affirm our faith. We believe in one God, the Father the Almighty. All that is seen or unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten the Father, God from God, night from night, true God from true God, begotten not made, one in being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He was, in For of the Holy Spirit, he was born of Virgin Mary and man. For our sake he was crucified on the conscious He suffered, and died, and was buried. On the third day he rose again in fulfillment of the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living, the dead kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead, the life of the world to come. Amen.
4: Intercessions, Form B. Father, we pray for your Holy Catholic Church.
0: That we all may be one.
4: Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you.
0: That your name may be glorified by all people.
4: We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons.
0: That we may be faithful ministers of your word and
4: We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will and all that we undertake. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy.
0: May we also come to share your heavenly kingdom.
4: Let us pray for our needs and those of others. Almighty God, who to whom our, our needs
0: are before we ask, help us to ask only your will, and the good things which we dare not, or in our blindness cannot ask. Let us forsake your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us, therefore, together confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and one another in thought, word, and deed, and in what we have left undone. We are sorry and repent of all our sins. For your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us all that has passed, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Kindly stand, please. We are the body of Christ. By the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body have all been made to drink of the one spirit. The peace of the Lord be always with you. My brothers and sisters, good night. Well, this is uh, the vigil of Christmas and so uh, it's Christmas somewhere. So I want to, on behalf of my uh, curate, Deacon John Pinder, and Father Eric Miller, our associate, and Reverend Angel Palacios, also our associate here at Christchurch Cathedral, to wish all of you a blessed and happy Christmas. Uh, the deacon indicated the kinds of food that I believe might be consumed by some. So I want to uh, impress upon you t- that in 20, as you prepare for 2024 uh, it is an opportunity uh, to lose weight, so be careful how much you eat. We've come uh, a mighty long way through 2023 as we are on the uh, verge of entering the new year of 2024. We give God thanks for bringing us this far by faith. We thank him for the journey of 2023. There have been ups and downs, births and deaths. There have been challenges, tribulations, trials, all of those things. But there have also been good days, glorious opportunities we thank God for all of them because the complete mixture of all of them helps us to be stronger in our faith and to look even more so unto the Lord from whence cometh our help so I wish all of you a blessed Christmas day tomorrow uh, will mass will be at 10 a.m. Christmas day 10 a.m. For those who are, who are not here and watching via, uh, what do you call it? Um, live stream, yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, please, tomorrow at 10 a.m. So enjoy Christmas.
5: So I hope this
0: 20 of the booklet our post communion prayer the Lord be with you let us pray eternal God and heavenly father we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your son Jesus Christ send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you and all persons in you with gladness and singleness of heart through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also <clears throat> with you. Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one all things earthly and heavenly, fill you with his joy and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. be with you you. let us bless the lord god God, our father we thank you for your beloved son our lord and savior jesus christ may he continue to dwell among us dwell within us and in our world transforming all to be more in line with your will and your purpose
5: for we pray this in jesus name Amen. amen